Broadcasting live, weekday morning, this is listener-supported One Radio Network. Well, 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 very pleasant. Uh, good morning to you. It's a beautiful morning here in Dripping Springs. It's the uh, 5th of May. Here in Texas, they do a Cinco de Mayo thing with a lot of um, celebrations and parties and stuff like that for... Uh, Um, Mexican Americans, I guess. I don't know what the proper, what I don't know what the uh, what the politically correct term is. You know. Well, here we are, and if you'd like to be on the show with us for a little while this morning, uh, the uh, email is Patrick at one radio network dot com. I did speak with the phone company again yesterday, and they were on it. They said, yeah. Yeah, our 800 line is still whatever, right? Can you imagine? Well, you can imagine anything is possible. And everything is possible and anything is possible. Hope you're doing well. But uh, join us this morning by email if you hear something or want to ask a question or a comment or whatever as we're one-on-one here as we do, uh, you know, definitely every Friday, but sometimes we we sneak in a little show when when we have room and I get to talk about all the crazy things that I'm into and you might be interested in, in uh, thinking about them, you know, the whole who we are and why we are and where we are and what it's all about, Alfie. We've been doing some fun things with... Um, the body, which is who we are, even though we're just visiting, uh, with Darko Valchek kind of uh, coaching me. And it's pretty cool stuff. I mean, so far, I've been really enjoying it. Darko's going to be back on Tuesday, and we'll go through in, in, in uh, mm, great detail the whole program with the salt and the sea salt and the water up to about four quarts a day. I mean, that's a lot. I mean, so this, this is a quart of water. I mean, you can see that's, that's a lot. So this is my second one today. I like to put them in these things because um, then you know exactly how much you've had for the day and want to try to get three or four, just depending on your weight, if you want to get three or four quarts in, then you, you know, you have four jars and you can fill them up. I make hydrogen water and put sulfur in and salt and, and it tastes pretty salty, but the whole salt thing and making blood plasma is what his, uh, what his contention is. And, you know, at this point, I'm just, you know, I'm just going with the flow and, and uh, believing, if you can use that term, that he's uh, on to something because just I love to experiment. And uh, so far, yeah, I've been really having a good experience with it. Uh, the, the idea is it's a little weird, but uh, you'll like it. Maybe. But you drink three or four quarts of uh, water with... 
a heaping teaspoon of this a good sea salt just means a salt that's been been dried uh, by the sun. You know, nothing else, just sea salt. Just good stuff. Not heated or messed with in any way. So it is all the minerals. And the ocean, as you probably know, has the exact proportion of minerals um, as our body in percentage-wise. So even though I don't really think, I don't know, I don't know about where we came from. I don't think we came out of the ocean. But I used to, but I don't know. I don't know for sure. I guess we'll, we'll find out someday. A lot of arguments to that uh, where it's just more of an evolution thing and and um, and then there's many arguments, or not arguments, kind of a, or theories that um, uh, that God just popped us in in a human body somewhere along the line. Some people think uh, um, other than friendly aliens like the Anunnaki the book uh, Gods in the New Millennium uh, put us here because we're <laughs> we're uh, we're experiments, you know. So you know who knows? Nobody knows for sure, but people will will conjecture about it until the end of days, and the days probably won't end for a long time. So who knows? I guess we'll find out more when we leave here and talk to somebody that knows what they're doing. I have. Uh, yeah. I have insights from the ancient texts that uh, that I look at that I really trust, and uh, um, they're not real clear. It's not real clear. I think uh, I think they wanted to want to leave it up to your imagination, to our imagination, you know, and and uh, give us uh, something to to get, become more aware of, and so we know. But uh, at the end of the day, it. it really doesn't matter much because all we've got now is uh, this present moment that's all that's all we have and it's um to me it's beyond fascinating to really contemplate that idea which i do all the time sit outside and and i just talk to myself and say wow so this moment is all there is there's nothing else literally nothing else in the universe. I don't like that word because it connotes something that is not, but just say on earth. Um, and that you and I, our reality is, is, is what it is. Our reality is what it is. Our reality is what it is. And there is no other reality other than ours. And I know that sounds a little, whoa, wait a minute. But there really isn't. Which is probably the most um, curious thing ever. And I know that seems a bit narcissistic or egotistic, but, but it's really not. Because that's the way God set it up. Because he, he she, or it, whatever you want to, whatever pronoun you want to use, uh, <laughs> Non-gender, non-gender specific, um, set it up like that so we can um, 
know our divinity, know our connection with everybody, and know that we have absolute dominion over uh, what happens to us. And that doesn't mean that silly things aren't going to happen to us, because they will, and they do, because we have spent many lifetimes not understanding that whatever we think and believe to be true is um, the leading factor in what happens to us, even though that nothing happens to us, that we create every experience by what we by what we think and believe. And that's that's really the way it works. It's really quite simple. Quite simple. And at the same time, uh, for me, the most uh, fascinating and um, dramatic and cool thing to understand this. Don't you think so? Or do you think so? So once you get to that point, then it comes down to, as many of you are beginning to to come up and I get emails and stuff, well then, then what, am I to, what am I to think about? What am I to use my time here for? If whatever I think and image and conjecture and whatever, what am I? What am I to do? <laughs> what am I to do with myself? Well, it's a good question. You know, then you, you do what you want. You you really get to do what you want. And as long as we don't mess with anybody else, you know, the two laws do everything that we've agreed to do, and um, we don't encroach on anybody or their stuff, which are the only really two laws that there are. Otherwise, we're on our own. And again, that I know that seems like, well, no, well, come on, how can that be? Well, it can, and it is, and it does, and which, of course, is, is um, for the most part, um, let me raise this up a little bit, for the most part, um, testing one, two, three, four, for the most part, it's like, Okay, you know, how, you know, how is that even possible? Come on, it's like, what? Because you know, we were never, we were never really taught anything like this unless we were in a um, more advanced, um, how would you say, more advanced spiritual path. Because, you know, the, the common uh, religions that we've all been through for lifetimes, whatever, and you know, you know all of them. They, they're actually always teaching the opposite: that um, that God's in control, and in a sense, God is. But we're we're part of that um, spectrum. God's in control, and uh, what the, where the religions really had fun with is um, sin. And if we're good, then we get our the pony that we want. And if we're bad, then and we don't get anything, and you know that thing. 
And that's probably gone on since the beginning of time as well. And uh, it's just, uh, just not true. So, it brings us to the point where we have the opportunity to say, okay, well, what, you know, what am I going to think about? And um, and I think you'll find when you really contemplate this idea that you think about whatever is going to make you happy, whatever's going to make you happy, whatever you want to do, whether it's find a find a significant other and have babies or garden or have a farm or start a business or write a book or um, make a movie or whatever. That's really our only job here. To be happy. Now isn't that fun to think about that where we spend so many so much time are being taught that our early only job is to is to um, bow down before God and, and, and be good and all of that. Um, because when we are happy and fulfilled, uh, this is when we can really help people. Because who wants to listen to or, or take advice from somebody that um, can't take care of themselves or is not happy? just makes perfect sense, right? I mean, would you go to a psychiatrist that's bonkers? <laughs> I, I wouldn't go to a psychiatrist, but you know what I'm saying. Where do you, you want to go to a healthcare practitioner who looks like they could lose about 50 pounds and whatever, right? You don't want to do that. You take advice and help from people that are getting the results that you want. So, if there's any way that we can, we can help others, we, um, we're just, it's our job is to be happy and to be strong and to be abundant and all the good stuff. Otherwise, we can't really serve. So, so God kind of set this thing up so we can do that. And we do that by doing the, the meme that's been around for a long time, especially, oh, um, especially I guess, started in the 50s and, um, you know, the Beatles and the Summer of Love and, you know, the LSD and the whole crowd was, the big meme was, uh, we, create our own, we create our reality. And, you know, there's books on that and movies and, documentaries, all kinds of things on it. And we do. And uh, we do. And we do. And um, some people are better at talking about it or explaining it than than others, but uh, there's no, um, there's no doubt about it that there's absolutely nothing that happens to us by accident. The good, the bad, and the ugly, it's all, it's all coming through our state of consciousness, which is controlled by us. 
So we have to take responsibility for whatever it is uh, we create. Because we do. And that's, that's probably the big one going on on the earth plane right now is just the opposite. Just the opposite. My email is patrick at oneradionetwork.com. I saw a, a video someone sent. It was pretty interesting with Joe Rogan and this really very uh, intellectual um, scientist, cardiologist. And he was going on and on about how um, the whole the whole thing going using statins to lengthen one life um, and and such is not true and it just isn't and he goes through the whole thing I should probably put on the front page it's very good because this guy and he, he, he got lambasted you know he got lambasted by big pharma and the media and all media for doing the deep deep dive into this idea that once you've had a heart attack, all the doctors put you on statins and it messes with your cholesterol and your LDL and they claim that it will lengthen your life. And um, on this video I saw, he went through the whole thing and he goes, he asked Joe Rogan, so you know how long in a five-year period, how many days it added to people who are on statins? And Rogan said, no, four days. So it's been it's proven that these statins are not only dangerous, and all doctors put guys on statins, and even women, if their cholesterol gets above 200 or something, or if they've had a heart attack, it's just crazy. So this guy is out there, and he... He really was running with this the last three or four years, going to going to uh, meetings and and uh, writing books and well, he, he pretty much destroyed his career, which shows you how much power these pharmaceutical companies have. Excuse me. Because these big pharma companies and and the people that they that they um, meet, move and sit with, they meet, meet with, move with and sit with, they are um, probably the biggest controllers for now on the earth plane of pretty much everything with their their tremendous power in uh, in all political arenas, the media, of course, they're the main advertisers in media, so they, they call the shots, and, you know, Big Pharma could call up Rupert Murdoch and say, you know, this Tucker Carlson guy, you really need to get rid of him because he's starting to tread on, I, you know, you don't think Murdoch's going to do it? No, I'm not saying that's why they fired Tucker Carlson, but I'm sure it had a, something to do with it. He, he was very um, skeptical and he really called out the media for um, just playing along with the whole COVID thing and the injections and never mentioning. And that's why, I mean, I guess, I guess that's why he got fired. But, you know, he's going he's gonna to be fine. They have 
you know, what's really interesting to me, being a uh, in the media for 55 years since 2019, what, I don't even know how long, so long ago, I don't even know, 1968 is when I started in radio, 1968, so that's 20, 55 years, right? Really fascinated with the media, been in it all these years, is how much play and um, publicity that this uh, man, Tucker Carlson, has received since getting fired. What was it, last week? Holy cow. You'd think that they, you know, second coming or something like that. I mean, everybody, which is really curious. Um, I was listening. I love to listen to NPR if I'm going to drive to Austin or even in, into... Uh, just into Dripping Springs. And I don't know if you've ever listened to him, but and th- th- this was the lead story in a newscast. Tucker Carlson getting fired. I mean, what? The most far-left liberal globalist organization ever. They're like the BBC of, uh, of England. They're all, it's just a state-run propaganda machine. Um, this was their lead story of Tucker Carlson being fired. So they're really frightened of this guy because he makes so much sense. He really does. It's just, I, 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 you know, I don't, I don't have a television, so I don't watch him, but I didn't, didn't watch him. But, you know, you see plenty of videos and people send you clips and you see clips on TikTok or whatever. Or just on YouTube, you see clips, and I mean, he—he's always for me. He's always made a lot of sense, and um, but boy, the uh, you know the globalists and far lefties and woke people—they're just besides themselves, you know. And they just think it's great, and they are so woke, but they don't—they don't realize. They don't realize. They think you think he's going to go away, you know. You think he's going to go away with three million um, people listening every night? And he, they're going to wish he stayed there because, you know, he probably is going to start his own network or something. That's what I would do. And you know he could get the money. I mean, uh, three or four people have already offered him jobs at $100 million over five years, but he was making more of that at Fox. And, and uh, Musk, Elon Musk has already publicly offered him a job and you can know the deal he could get with him and he could put a live thing right on Twitter and you can get 20 million people. So he's going to, he's going to be fine. And, and, um, once again, it always works that way when, when you want to, you know, you want to gaslight or cancel somebody, right? We've talked about it like they did with Tucker Murdoch or whoever was behind it, when you cancel somebody, um, it always comes back to for whatever whatever you were against, whatever he was saying that they didn't like, anti-woke, it'll always come back to, to haunt the person who canceled them because that's the way it works on the earth plane. If you want to make something stronger, all you have to do is try to s- s- snuff it out. 
it just works like that. That's the way uh, the earth plane works because it's all just vibration and energy. So when there's something there, um, a meme or an idea or a person or a country, whatever it is, that another group of people don't like and they try to gaslight it and cancel it because they don't, they don't, they don't believe the way we do. It just makes whatever it is you've canceled stronger. That energy has to come back on you because that's the way karma works. It just does. It's a, it's a, it's a spiritual thing. You can't change this. Uh, this is the way God set it up. It's just energy and it's all vibrations and light and boom. And you just try to kick, kick somebody's booty and they will be kicking your booty somewhere along the line. It's the way it works. It's called karma and the law of return. And these people don't get it because they keep doing it. You know. Remember when Lyndon Johnson did the war on poverty? And then somebody did the war on drugs and then we did the war on terrorism and um, the war on this and the war on that. And all of those things are just stronger today than they were when they when they when they declared war on them. Russia Russia is getting stronger because the United States you know wants to cancel them out. Um, but they don't get it. But so what you and I can do, we can learn from this and since we control our state of consciousness, right, which we do, we control what we choose to believe and what we choose to think. Um, And the mind notwithstanding, um, the mind's going to come up with all kinds of things until we really understand how that works and then you know, we can quiet it all down. We've talked about this at length. But as we have an easier time of just making the choice of what we choose to believe, less and less pushback will come our way because we're not canceling anybody out. We're not fighting with anybody. We're not saying, oh, I hate the government. and Oh, I hate Joe Biden. You know, the more you do that, uh, or I hate President Trump, or the more you do that, the stronger they get. Guarantee. I've seen people um, that have gone through a divorce, and they get these attorneys that wants to that want to, um, you know, rack up, rack up uh, hours because they get paid by the hour, right? So they like to rack up hours, and they can do that by talking the husband or the wife into fighting with the other person. Or you got to have, you know, let's have, let's get the kids full time and not half time, and let's get more money or whatever. So, um, so attorneys do this to get more billable hours. They call it billable hours, and you know, some of these guys get four, five, six, seven hundred dollars an hour, even more in the big leagues. 
And so, but it always ends up worse for both people because the fighting just gets people angry and then everybody's up in the bid. And before you know it, um, the only people that make out in the deal are the attorneys and then the husband and the wives, they end up with a mess. And the kids, you know, end up in a mess. And all they would have had to have done is sit in a room at the kitchen table and decide, you know what, you know, this is just not working, right? You want to split up, don't you? Do you? Yeah, let's just do this. And you just figure out what you're going to do and be fair to everybody and um, back out of the conversation bowing. Thank you, it was great. No money, no muss, no fuss. Write it up. Go to the courthouse and here's our deal. Let the state bless it. And you're done. So this is the difference between allowing someone else, like an attorney or a website, or someone else telling you what is the best for you, whether it is what to eat, what to do, what to invest in. It's it's just it's just our choice. And it's great to take advice, and we all take advice, you know, like I am doing with Darko and trying something. Faris Ahmad, I'm trying some of his things and tried a lot of stuff with Adam Bergstrom and eating on time and Jennifer Daniels and porking up on the pork. So you take people's advice and you see how it works and and you see if you get pimples and rashes or <laughs> you know, or or whatever and you see what works, right? Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. It is the 5th of May, and glad you can join us. Uh, with any kind of uh, grace, uh, the phones will be here soon. Hmm. Any moment now. Testosterone levels for guys and girls is really an important aspect and hormone. And girls need it too. Now, two products from, from Seth Rival do not... Well, uh, pine pollen addresses testosterone pretty well, uh, very well. So that's why we take the pine pollen. But um, the elk velvet antler that's on sale, it doesn't, well, it just really juices up the hormones, all of them, with growth factors. Um, um, I'll just leave it at that. So let me play this for you. There's a, a 20% discount, the biggest sale of the year, and I'm on track to get mine, baby, Rebuild 20. Rebuild 20 on any survival link. Rebuild 20 is a promo code. Before I start my work day, I like to get my workout in. It makes me much more effective throughout the rest of the day. Now, one of my favorite supplements to use in conjunction with my training is Surthrival's Elk Antler. These are sustainably and humanely harvested from US free range animals. Now, what's interesting about elk, deer, moose, all these animals we call the cervids, is they're the only mammals who have an organ that actually falls off and regenerates every year. 
These elk antlers grow out in just a matter of a couple of months. In order to grow like that, they need growth factors, steroidal compounds that cause that rapid growth. Those can actually be harvested, freeze-dried, and put into solution that you can actually utilize in your own body. Now there's been a back and forth history with this being banned for doping in professional athletics. Currently, it is legal, except that it is really rich in IGF-1, which is a banned substance. Now, of course, this is a natural substance. This is not a steroid. But when you look at natural substances, you won't find anything more powerful than elk antler for recovery, for lean muscle growth and maintenance, for metabolic enhancement, and for recovery after injuries and surgery. This is incredible stuff. If you're looking for a natural supplement that boosts your metabolism, helps you grow lean body mass, burns fat, increases libido and energy levels, and helps your body regenerate from your workouts or from injuries or surgeries, take a look at Sir Thrival's Elk Antler. Yeah, baby. And it is Empower a Rebuild. I was close. <clears throat> Excuse me. Rebuild 20. Oh. 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 I want it's our survival. And then get yourself some pine pollen, guys, when you do that. And uh, maybe some of the uh, these guys. The digestive bitters. These are fun. Oh, I've got some in there. Dr. Daniels talks a lot about these. These are really nice for liver and uh, gallbladder and stuff like that. Then you got your elk velvet. And then do the pine pollen. I was about to say, uh, sometimes if I'm up at two o'clock in the morning, I'll go into YouTube if I don't, if I don't quite have the energy to read or work on a screenplay. You know, you're kind of in a in that zone <laughs> where where you're up and you feel fine, but it's like I don't know how much I can do. Uh, so I, I'll go on YouTube and I like to watch uh, uh, some of the videos on screenwriting. You know, that's easy to watch and. I watch a lot of those, and uh, I really enjoy, um, have you ever seen this show, I don't have a TV, you ever seen this show, uh, America's Got Talent? America's Got Talent? I guess it's on It's on NBC, I think, but they have all kinds of, uh, of videos on uh, YouTube, and I, I really like it. It's just a, it's a great concept, and they, these mostly kids get out there and most of them sing, but they have magic guys. And some of the, uh, the, the real talent, it's just, wow. It's like, I mean, some of these kids are eight, nine, 10 years old singing opera and crazy. So I love to watch these kids do their thing. And, but uh, also, they got these little clips. Have you ever seen on YouTube where you, the clips and they're like two minutes long? And there's this fellow uh, I don't even know his name. But I subscribed to his little thing, so so he comes up a lot. And he's a pretty cool guy. I've invited him on the show, but I've invited him twice, but I think he's retired, but I like him. Um, but he was, he, he, he talked about how when we're at the computer, you know, we spent a lot of time doing this, right? And we just kind of, no matter where the screen is, you just kind of move in. It's just a natural natural thing and what happens is is our little shoulders get like this 
when what we really want to be is back here, so we're straight. So ever since that show, I've been really thinking about that, and I've I've really caught myself a lot, and I've even catch myself doing the show here, where you know you you kind of move these shoulders back and get straight, and just kind of put your chest out there, and you just it's it's just more attractive, and it's just better for the body because if we're we're doing this thing with your shoulders, it's it's not good. It'll just after a while it'll just mess up, you know, your upper spine and messes up everything. But I'm doing these exercises along with the X3, building the chest, but also where you take a, I should have brought one up, where you can take a band. Next time I go, next time we have a commercial, I got one, I'll show you. So you can get like this band and um, um, and you just stretch it like this, right? And while you're stretching it, so you can picture a, a band, when you're stretching it, you're bringing your shoulder blades back so you're building up that whole that whole muscle area so the more and more you just naturally have your shoulders all the way back rather than doing it um, consciously like I'm doing right now. So that's pretty cool stuff. I love stuff like that where you, you can pick up some ideas and you know you can learn a lot very easily, very quickly. We like that. We like learning. Quite a few of you have been experimenting and getting yourself your own um, um, Blue Shield EMF protection device. Yeah, check to get one of these. Previously, we talked with Brandon Amalani about his Blue Shield product to protect against EMFs in your home. The, the more connected we are, the more electromagnetic radiation we're going to have. So years ago, I'd play with Q-Links and just anything I can get my hands on that whether I felt it working or not, I just wanted some kind of leverage against sure. electromagnetic radiation and those frequencies and how they affect the cellular biology. But then when I met Mark and started really getting deep to his technology and really looking at the microprocessing technology, I've never found any any EMF company that would not only to test on not only human blood and urine analysis, but also on animals, which totally weeds out the idea of placebo effect. I mean, the fact that you can plug these devices into a chicken farm, a factory farm for about 15,000 laying hens, and all of a sudden the mortality rate, which is averages from 60 to 150 deaths per month, goes down to zero. I mean, it's pretty profound that a, a little device, a little energy device could actually like create such a harmony and balance within the the environment to where claustrophobic chickens that are crammed in together actually get along better and actually feel better and, and oh. the, the you know the biological markers are improved over that one year study. There's quite a bit of science with this Blue Shield product. You can see the ad on the front page. Promo code one radio will get you a ten percent discount. This works on the cells in the body. Very cool technology. Front page Blue Shield One Radio Network dot com. You know, this is a great time to mention, uh, Brandon mentioned these uh, commercial uh, chicken operations um, crammed in. It's just terrible, you know. So I encourage you to be kind to the chickens that are providing these, these eggs. And you can do that by finding sources that truly have, you know, these chickens in a, in a, out there as much as possible with organic feed, and you can find them. They're there. 
organic feed, and even you can find it where they do organic food, uh, feed with uh, no soy and no corn, which, which lowers the, the omega-6 level, which we don't need, the PUFAs, and um, um, oxalic acid uh, that, we, that you'll get in the eggs. So you, you, you really will have um, a better experience with these eggs. And then also, you will be helping to save some chickens, or I don't know, at least you won't be supporting these commercial chicken operations. And they're just devastating, these chickens. I can't even... People send me videos, and yeah, you see how they do it? I can't even watch it. You know, I'm so... I can't watch it. So I know that that's all I can do is to, uh, you know, find people that are that are treating the chickens right and letting them out as much as possible, you know. And uh, when they feed them, not not feeding them um, a GMO stuff, GMO corn, GMO, GMO soy. Um, you don't want to do that, right? That's right. That's right. Okay. Yes, I can confirm this and I'll do it with a smiley face. It is so... I, I don't I don't even know how most people are are sur- are uh, are surviving um, in the modern world today. with going to work, trying to make it all happen, you know, um, having a significant other with kids and what's going on in schools today, and then if they watch TV, and if they just go to the regular websites with not understanding some alternative views, I, you know, I just don't, I don't know how these people are even sur- surviving much less sort of thriving like we talk about. I just really, uh, I'm, you know, I'm always one of those trying to save the world. I'd sure like to figure out a way, you know, hopefully I, we can do it with, uh, uh, with our films that we're going to make and reach a big audience to help folks understand how, um, how much power that they have when they really control uh, what they're thinking, what they're doing, what they're reading, what they're believing, uh, which is what our, our, you know, our screenplays are going to be about in one way or another. So, 
We do what we can, right? Yeah, do what you can. Help people that want help. Okay, this is, see if I can read this. Text is kind of small. Hello, hello there. Last week, I, I set my value for value, one-year contribution to the cause. Oh, for whatever reason, I think you did not receive my email, but PayPal has confirmed it to me. This is what I wrote last week. Yeah, I, I, uh, I haven't seen this. Oh, that's nice of you. Hi, a few months ago, just by chance, a bus came to my street. I got in with no destination fixed, and I found it had a great driver. Great friends coming in and, out, in and out of the bus, some regular visitors, some occasional. All of them fantastic magicians with very interesting ideas to share. I'm really grateful for your work. Well, thanks. Let me just get it over here so I can read it more easily. Your show resonates, echoes, and enriches my, my view on many important topics, in particular in these times. Your guests are fabulous. Value for Value via PayPal is my contribution for staying tuned in 2023. Regards from Mexico. Oh, well, thank you. I know I didn't see this email. Regards from Mexico. Oh, you know what? I saw, Sebastian, thank you. I saw the, um, I saw the, the PayPal thing because it was a good amount. I guess you did a whole year. God love you. 20 bucks a month. Yeah, I saw that and I, I did respond. I said, what is this for? Oh, that's you, Sebastian. Oh, now I can thank you personally. My one petition, isn't that great? My one petition, colon, all people have been touched one way or another by the calamities of the past three years. I found particularly difficult to address this with my child, teenage daughter. If possible, in one of your shows, could you give a comment or invite someone with the freedom view on how parents could talk about this with their teenagers? For us adults, it's not easy to go against the majority's flow. Imagine for teenagers longing to belong, who's growing her mind, thanks. Well, thank you so much for the contribution, Sebastian. I will uh, answer this personally, unless maybe you're out there right now because I just got this in at 11 o'clock. Thanks, Sebastian. You know, I have not been a father this lifetime yet, and I hope to, not hope to. I don't do the hope thing, I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why hope when you can just do it? So I'm gonna do it this lifetime. Not sure who, with, with who yet, but... Um, you know, just from the cheap seats here, and I know it's tough with daughters because, you know, you get this whole father thing, but I, 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 I think just be honest with your kid. You know, sit them down and just kind of pour your heart out to them and say, here's what I've been thinking. And um, 
can you, you want to talk about it? You know, get into a groove where you're really talking about these things that they're seeing on the internet and what they're seeing. And I think the key is is to um, um, listen to them. Totally listen to them, Sebastian. Never ever say, no, no, that's not right, or do it like this, don't do that. Just listen to them. When you get an opening, if they say, well, what do you think? Well, then you can come in. Um, you know, especially women, uh, gals get these ideas more so than, than men because they're much more um, thoughtful and the, the um, emotional uh, being of a woman is much deeper and richer than us guys because we're out, we're out slaying dragons and we don't know what the hell we're doing, you know. We don't even read the directions. But uh, females are much more introspective and um, they're very um, cognizant of not wanting to be controlled, not being told what to do. Extremely. So if you're going to choose to be with a woman, whether it be significant other or your daughter, which you are with your daughter, is the important thing is to listen to them and accept them for the way they are and um, and you'll do fine. You know, you'll do fine with that. And just find any kind of way you can spend time with them. Not to teach them necessarily or to uh, change their view, just to let them know that you really hear them. And the more you can do that, the more they're going to want to ask your advice or what do you think about this dad you know what do you think about this what do you think about this you know I can't imagine how it would be to be in a little teenager's body right now with all the the internet and the the video games and all the the tiktoks of the world and all this stuff and all the thoughts and crazy land stuff that are going through their head. I'm sure it's a challenge. I'm sure. So do what you can. Uh, yeah, if we can find some real experts on this, I don't know if you really need any experts. Uh, you know, I think just what I've said is is a lot. Uh, it's just really, um, up, I think, up to you to understand who they are and to... Um, know that they just want to be heard and um, and to be understood for whatever they're thinking and feeling and all the, the different cattywampus things going on in their head. And then you add the fact that, um, that uh, teenagers are, you know, their hormones are just, God knows what they're doing. And so, you know, we... Do everything you can to get the best food possible in her, and that will help her to settle down with um, her mind, uh, you know, spinning out of control if she's really having a hard time. And um, and I'm going to talk about it this morning. And I really believe the longer I'm involved with um, trying to figure out what the heck to eat, to uh, so I can do my dreams. Uh, I I think, boy, and I. I don't know why I don't even 
want to admit it, I, only because it seems so cattywampus, but I would get some really good fat into your daughter, your child. Uh, butter, cream, uh, raw if you can, raw raw butter, um, grass-fed, um, grass-finished tallow, beef tallow, um, some, you know, some animal foods, some, some meat. Um, if you can find some raw milk down there, that's really, really good for kids and they like it. Raw milk is so good. Goat's milk or cow's milk. And uh, get down the carbs as much as possible. And the animal foods and eggs, her eggs are really good. And this will help her, her brain to, to quiet down a little bit because the brain is just kind of picking up everything she's thinking about it. And the more extreme there is thoughts that go into the brain, the more extreme it is in their body. And then they feel in all kinds of, all kinds of uh, hormonal things popping, you know, popping around. Um, so I, I was going to get into this, and now's a good time if I can have a little sip of my tea. Oh, another thing, Sebastian. There, are, there is a fellow by the name of Richard Mayberry. Richard Mayberry, M-A-Y-B-U-R-Y. And he has a whole lineup of books. Because in your email, you're, you were, um, um, you were um, wondering about freedom issues. This is perfect. I recommend you and your daughter and your wife maybe read it together, Whatever Happened to Justice. This is great. I can't believe it. God just sent that one in for me, baby. Whew. Whatever Happened to Justice, Richard Mayberry, Blue Stocking Press. The, these books by Richard Mayberry are favorites of the homeschoolers. He has books on Whatever Happened to Penny Candy, which will help your daughter to understand inflation. I mean, if you could get the, these kinds of insights to a teenage daughter, freedom, whatever happened to justice, freedom. He's got um, World War I, World War II, the rest of the story, and this is good stuff. This would set her up for a very um, abundant and freedom-loving and uh, a lot less stress in her life. You guys could read these books together. Read them together. You'll, you'll love. I can recall I had a food company uh, that I started in 1988, I think. We were making salsa and spaghetti sauce, uh, Sebastian, and I read Whatever Happened to Justice by Richard Mayberry, and I was so blown away by this book and the clarity and these books are written for teenagers. Every one of them. They're called the Uncle Eric series. And the idea is that a teenager asks their Uncle Eric stuff. Well, how does this work? So Uncle Eric would answer 
and Richard, it's a beautiful format structure. So these these uh, books are written for teenagers, and you'd be surprised of how, which goes back to what I was just saying about, you know, advice on your daughter. And this will also give you, Sebastian, some ideas on how you can speak to her because um, it moves to the idea of one of our favorite lines of um, speak to me like I'm a young child or a golden retriever. It's not brains that got me here. Remember that? That, that great, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can find it real quick. Maybe I can. It's like, it's like, let me, I'll get off camera for a minute. No, not that one, not that one, sorry. Yeah, this one, okay. Okay, so I'll look for it while I'm talking. And so you'll read this book and you'll get so much out of it because he's speaking um, uh, to a young child, right? And this is what all of us can start to do with each other and not trying to just, you know, gaslight people and, Oh, yeah, that can't be, and just argue and, you know, all that stuff. I'll see if I can find this. So it's Richard Mayberry, Blue Stocking Press, but you can get these books on, um, Amazon, if you like. And you just look up Richard Mayberry on Amazon and, um, You'll see all the different books. I think he's got, I think he has five or six of them. A lot of the, uh, few of those on um, the, the um, financial system, on freedom, on the Constitution, great stuff, on wars. He has a book called The Thousand Year Old War, Thousand Year War in the Mideast. And he goes all the way back a thousand years to help explain why um, why um, the Mideast is in the shape that it's in the day. Okay, oh, I think I found this. Cool. So this is from, this is from one of my favorite movies. Maybe you could tell me what you think is going on here. And please, speak as you might to a young child or a golden retriever. It wasn't brains that got me here, I can show you of that. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, that's from a movie called Margin Call. So, we say that to guests a lot, you know, speak to me like a young child or a golden retriever. So, thanks for your, your support, Sebastian. I did write you an email and say, what is this for? Because I didn't know what it was for. I didn't know what it was for, because it was like an odd number, 240, it was $240, it was like like a payday for me, crazy. So he did a whole year, 
God love them. Amazing. I've got all these donations we've been getting in in one file. So I'm going to spend some time soon and uh, respond to all of you. So for all of you who sent in $5, $10, or signed up for $10 a month, whatever you've done, uh, I will respond real soon. I'm going to get to them this weekend. I, I'm going to, because I'm feeling not comfortable not responding to them all. Okay, a little drink? Howdy, Patrick. As a frame of reference, universe is an entomological context literally means one line of writing, which, fit, which fits with when you cited John 1-1 on Wednesday, in the beginning was the Word. Oh, did I? I didn't know it was John 1-1. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That's how creation uh, started. God spoke, said, you know, like the biblical thing, let there be light. And then that's how, and that's how we do it. As we children of God's, we, we create with what we think and what, are, what we imagine. That's how we do it. Hmm. There's only one creator of the universe, all things celestial, terrestrial, otherwise, and author of life, thus one voice, thought process, our line of writing, who spoke all of the experiences into existence. As you are well aware, it is the one existence and not the connotation with which we have been indoctrinated to dilute this beautiful message by pouring, by pouring a simple concept into ever-expanding space and time. Yeah, he's a, I know this fellow, and he's, a, he's a, definitely a flat earther. I don't like the term, but he is. And, and, uh, and that, that's one of the reasons why these globalists, you know, going back to Copernicus and Einstein and oh four or five hundred years ago the Jesuits and the Freemasons and all these people who came up with this you know massive expanding universe and all the answers are out there blah 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 this is why they did it and this is why they do it today every everything that NASA does everything you know, the moon thing, all this stuff. It's all there to convince you and I that we are not children of God, that we are not aware, that we do not have the, the wherewithal, using God as the juice, divine spirit, and channeling spirit into what we want. They want to convince us that that's not how it works. It was just some big bang thing, and then we've all evolved from monkeys or whatever, and uh, we're just at the mercy of, of God. And then religions were born, and people fear God, a God-fearing man. Have you ever heard such a weirdest thing when they say, he's a God-fearing man, why would you fear God? Duh. 
God is love. Why would you fear love? You know, religions have, you know, don't get me started. You know, Taylor, this is Taylor in Austin, who he writes in uh, pretty regularly. I've also thought a lot about um, how the globalist, you know, this whole crowd, Davos and NASA and all the governments and, you know, the UN, this whole heliocentric model that we're spinning, I think it's also affecting people. Uh, I just came up with this, and somebody put it into my consciousness, I don't know who, I guess my teacher, that it's, all, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot more of a challenge to think clearly, quietly, quietly. Wow. Is that possible? I don't, let me think about that. I mean, how does the sun look like it's coming up over the horizon? If when you when you have been when it's been drilled in to us that we're on some ball, right? spinning at a thousand miles an hour, and then this ball is spinning around the sun at what, 66,000 miles an hour, and then the Milky Way, or this galaxy, whatever it is, I don't know, is spinning around something else at four million miles an hour, and it's all spinning. I think that that really affects people because they've got this illusion, this subconscious idea that everything's moving all the time. And when you think that, the mind is moving all the time because you're th using the mind. Isn't this interesting? I think there's something to this. The mind is separate from soul, who we are, right? The mind is non-physical. We know that. Non-physical, separate from the brain. And when the mind has been convinced, because we allow, we allowed it to convince us, so then it's convinced, <laughs> right? Like like artificial intelligence, it's convinced because we allowed it to convince itself that we're all moving, all the time, everything, the galaxies, blah blah. It would it would just stand to reason. I don't know if I'm on solid ground here, but I know I am. I don't know if I'm solid ground here that the mind is also going to want to move more and throw out more ideas because that's what it does for a living too. This software called the mind, the more that we allow it to think that it's smart, AI, the more it actually wants to believe it's smart even though it doesn't have uh, emotions or doesn't have intelligence, it is just a database. But when you build in, I'm just thinking this through now, I had really thought it through before, but when you build in energy on something like, you know, Russia's evil, or, you know, you can be a boy if you're really a girl, or whatever, and the more energy you put into that with uh, emotions tied in, 
to um, the way we think, the more it comes back around to say, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah this is probably true. Hmm. So then the more uh, the mind really believes because we've allowed it to program itself into believing that the earth is spinning, uh, the more it really thinks it is, and the more it's going to latch on to other things, other ideas, other articles, other movies, to relate to what it believes, to what has been programmed, that we, we've been, we program it. And then the more it will come back and want to present itself. So it's not a living thing. It, it doesn't make judgments, but it does relate things to one another. And it's a, it's a magical relational database, the mind, stronger than any computer ever. Pretty trippy. I mean, that's really the big one this lifetime for us to be able to sit quietly and be aware, be aware of every movement of this entity called the mind. And we think it's us because it sounds like us because we're used to this voice that we've heard our whole life oh, that was me, I'm thinking. No. And once you get to that point, all bets are off. And it doesn't mean that it's going to stop because it's got a lot of um, maybe lifetimes or certainly this lifetime of energy where we've believed what it put forth. Oh, well, this is the way it is. But it doesn't matter because once you know the difference and don't buy in everything, this thought, this image, this voice that comes out and you think it's real and you think it's true, and once you get over that, it doesn't matter what it says. Because you just recognize it for what it is. It's some, some feedback loop. And you just move on. Very powerful. This is called self-realization. Many um, spiritual paths and religions have talked about it. Most of them do not really get it, but this is the basic idea where we realize that we are soul and we're not the body, we're not the mind, we're not the emotions, but in this physical reality, they're all globbed together in a hologram and it's pretty difficult to extract yourself from it when you're deep into it because we're always in there. And so this is the real, as I mentioned before, this is the real uh, drawback and trap with drugs. THC, oh, the whole thing there, trying to help people using magic mushrooms and microdoses. And maybe it's, it's beneficial if you really know what you're doing and you have a teacher. And, but for the most part, man, it's, it's, it's 
because it, 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 it affects what drugs do is it raises the energy of the mind and the emotions so they're, they're more um, easily felt. That's all drugs do. And so the downside is when the mind says, you take a magic mushroom or LSD or something like that, and it puts forth this idea that's really cool, maybe you say, wow, that's, that's amazing. That's how that works. Right after that, because you you're in the mental world, right after that, the mind is then going to present the opposite view. Well, maybe it can't be like that. And then you're in. Then you're in the mental world, you're in the mental plane, and you're not getting out, especially if you've taken a substance that will um, uh, make it all seem more real. And it is real, because it's your state of consciousness. But this is why, very dangerous, all this stuff. Very dangerous. In my opinion. 